Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Ladies and gentlemen, thrilled to have you here for another epic debate. If this is your first time here at Modern Day Debate, want to let you know that we are a neutral platform hosting debates on science, religion, and politics. And we also want to let you know, folks, no matter what walk of life you are from, Christian, atheist, you name it, folks, no matter what walk of life, we hope you feel welcome. And so thanks for being with us tonight. This should be a blast. And also want to let you know a couple of channel housekeeping things up front. In particular, if you haven't heard yet, you guys, we are stoked. We have a podcast. And so we are super excited to see people downloading it. That It seems to be useful. So we hope it's useful for you. And so we are working to get on every single podcast app. We're almost there, folks. So hey, pull out your phone. If you can't find us on your favorite podcast app, shoot me an email at moderndaydebate at gmail.com. And I will work to get on that app for you. And so... With that, also want to mention, folks, if you haven't hit that subscribe button yet, consider doing so, as we have an epic debate coming up this Friday that I think you will find controversial, juicy. It should be a fun one, and that is pictured at the bottom right of your screen. And so Nadir Ahmed and Apostate Prophet will be debating, and it should be a fun one. And so with that, we are very excited to introduce our guests who we are thrilled to have here folks and they're linked in the description so at any point if you are listening during the debate and you're like hey you know i want to hear more you can hear more you can learn more about our guests by clicking on those links in the description box at the very top and so what we are going to do is introduce first time that we've had him here we're thrilled to have you mike and so i want to ask if you'd be willing to share about the link that we can find in the description for you so thanks so much the floor is all yours mike yeah so I, i'm not on social media in a lot of places, but I am a product developer and we launch things on Kickstarter from time to time. And that link takes you to a project we're working on right now. It's about to launch and it's uh, it's made to help cut back on single use waste in the kitchen. So that's what, it, that's what it's about. Absolutely. Thrilled to have you here and also thrilled to have you here, John. Once again, what can people expect to find your link in the description? John, thanks for being with us. Yeah, I, I teach chemistry and biology. And at the Stated Clearly website, you can find a bunch of animations and other tools for teachers for teaching those things in their classroom. So it's all really designed towards classroom use. So I work with the National Science Foundation and other groups to create these videos that teachers can use. So absolutely epic and so we are thrilled to have our guests here you guys this is an epic one you it's like i usually i gotta let both you guys <laughs> mike and john know i usually would joke i would like t say you know tonight we have a uh, father versus son and like they're not really really you guys have an absolutely interesting story so you guys if you're watching i mean you probably already uh, put it together yes they are twins and so you say the one who wins this debate gets the last brownie at dinner tonight so this is going to be a fun <laughs> one we're excited you guys are gonna basically we're gonna kick it over and want to let you know about the format for tonight folks in particular it's a five minute uh opening just kind of a general opening on their worldview for each person and then 12 minutes each to make an argument and then open discussion and then q a so if you have a question feel free to fire it into the old live chat if you tag me with 
at Modern Day Debate. It makes it easier for me to get every question in the list. And with that, if you might, I think, do I remember right? It was Mike going first. Uh, yeah, yeah, we said I would go first. Thanks so much. All so, right, so Mike, the floor is all yours. Thanks again for being with us. Thanks, and and also we're actually identical. I believe John's done the genetic testing on that to make sure. Is that correct, John? Uh, no, but no, we haven't we haven't done the DNA test, but it's pretty certain that we're identical. I mean, we're yeah. the same height, same eye prescription, same everything. So, I mean, we just have different beards. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm I'm fatter and like losing hair faster too, but. Um, yeah, other than that, we look pretty, pretty, much, pretty similar. Um, I, I also think we think in kind of similar patterns, but um, obviously that changes over time. But uh, the reason I wanted to have this debate is because uh, the biblical idea of faith can be a really confusing topic from outside looking in, um, because there's, there's a lot of loud TV preachers that kind of make uh, faith seem like a mystical power. And, uh, and also a lot of atheists have noticed that... Uh, you know, faith can be used to manipulate people, and and it's a really effective tool to use manipulation when someone when someone trusts you and uh, and use that against them. So, um, and and on the other hand, faith is a really important um, aspect of Christianity. It's it's a really important um, concept and doctrine. And so, because of those two things, with atheists seeing uh, the dangers of faith, and with Christians seeing how important it is to them, it's a topic that ends up um, blowing up pretty easily in debates between atheists and Christians, uh, especially. And um, I have some faith that John and I can talk about this discussion, uh, talk about this topic without uh, without getting too uh, too emotional about it. We can have a reasonable uh, discussion on it because we we've been talking about our differences in faith for a long time. Um, I am a Christian, and I um, I actually was just recently baptized in October. Um, as a Christian, but my my whole life since I was a child until um, just two years ago, I was a Mormon. So I was part of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, and uh, I was very active in it. I, it was a very large part of my life, and um, like, like a huge part of my life. And uh, the reason I fell away from from that faith is that I uh, I began to realize um, some things that. Uh, well, in, in short, I began to realize that Joseph Smith had been using the principle of faith that people placed in him as a mouthpiece of God. Um, he proclaimed to be a prophet, and he was using that faith um, to get people to do horrible things um, that he wanted them to do. And um, seeing seeing that tactic that he did, um, uh, at first I tried to I, I tried to see other ways to understand it and tried to find ways to make sense of it. Um, the most difficult thing, the most difficult aspect of that was was how he treated women, uh, both his wife, and then um, he would approach women and uh, have them marry him and um, and have sex with them behind his wife's back. And then when she found out about it, he he would use the voice of of God and his revelations again to to threaten her with destruction if she didn't stay with him and um, go along with it. So it was it was a really difficult thing to make sense of from the perspective of someone who believes that you know that this is a prophet of Jesus Christ. Uh, when you look at what Jesus Christ taught in the New Testament, and um, you know, that kind of behavior is, is very different. Um, now, I, I believe in, in repentance and forgiveness, but I don't believe that forgiveness means that that you trust. Um, you know, in, in Joseph Smith's instance, he was using um, his 
authority as the mouthpiece of God specifically to get people to go along um, with these situations. And for me, um, although I although I can forgive anyone, I understand people do horrible things, and there's still good things about them. Other, uh, you know, outside of those horrible things they do, um, I can find forgiveness for people, but but I I can't trust him as a mouthpiece of God when I see him um, doing this over and over again. So it was a a very well, it was a pretty traumatizing experience for me to lose my faith, um, to lose my grounding and, um, and, and everything that, that I thought was true. Um, and then uh, um, I spent some time, though not much, as an atheist, but that, that concept never really caught that much hold with me. And then um, I was reconverted to Christianity after carefully reading the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5 through 7. And uh, I maybe later on in questions we can go into why I found that so convincing, but um, but I found it very convincing, and that in combination with remembering the experiences I had as a Mormon trying to follow Jesus Christ to the best of my ability, um, and then and then seeing the power that Christ had in the lives of of good Christian friends that I have, um, that along with with understanding Christianity outside of a Mormon or LDS or Latter-day Saint context. Uh, all those things combined, I, I was reconverted to Christ and was baptized. I believe in, I believe in the Trinity. I believe that Jesus Christ is God. Um, I consider myself a disciple of Jesus Christ. That's what I try to be. And uh, I don't associate with any particular denomination or, or see myself as part of any particular denomination, but I understand the kingdom of God is being made up of all of those who trust in Christ as their Lord, they trust he's God, and they're seeking to understand him and follow him, and that's how I view Christianity in general, and uh, because I understand really, really well the frustrations of, uh, that, that atheists feel about the concept of faith, um, uh, how frustrated I was with Joseph Smith and with um, with the LDS church, um, because I can see that, and then on the other hand, I understand the, the safety and importance of faith if it's put in the right places, um, I feel like I have a good chance of saying something useful on this topic. So, uh, John, the time's yours. All right. So I, I'm, I'm here because my brother asked me to be here. So I, um, I haven't really spent a lot of time thinking about religion. I mean, the only time that I even remember that I'm an atheist is if someone asked me, right? It's not something that I spent a whole lot of time thinking about. But like Mike, I was raised Mormon, and it's kind of hard to pinpoint like what it, why it was that I left Mormonism and religion in general. It's kind of like a death of a thousand cuts, I suppose. If you ask me like which specific ideas that came to me that really helped push me over the edge, if you ask me that today or tomorrow, I'll tell you different things because there's so many different different things that just didn't seem to make sense to me, but. You know, I was I was raised in the Mormon Church, and I went. Uh, I was a missionary in Brazil, so I was, spent two years in São Paulo, Brazil. And one of the really important things that that helped me come to the conclusion, which I now hold, it's a tentative conclusion, but the conclusion that I now hold is that gods and demons are social constructs. Like we we've invented them; they're they're cultural inventions. And the big I guess awakening for that was, you know, I get to Brazil and I'm supposed to be a missionary there. 
and I just met so many people from so many different religions, you know, like Brazil, Sao Paulo is a, the city of a thousand gods. There's so many different religions that people uh, worship there and so many different gods. You've got the African gods mixed with native gods, you, it, mixed with Christianity. And it was just, uh, it was super interesting to learn. And one of the things that I kept on realizing every time someone would tell me about the God that they worship is it was just obvious to me that that was a made up God. And I'm like, well, okay, <laughs> if like this person honestly believes in this made up God, well, I, I honestly believe in my God. What, what is it really that, um, that separates this? I mean, they're getting, they're getting really important things in their life from their worship of this particular God, whether it be like the, one of the water gods or the forest God or the, uh, the God of war and rum. So the, uh, the, it was just interesting talking to these people, hearing their experiences, hearing their spiritual, um, like why it is that they believe the things that they believed. And it just, it just kind of woke me up to this idea that, you know, if it's so easy to dismiss theirs, why am I not dismissing my own? And that, that was something that stuck with me after my mission. So after getting back from Brazil, I started looking into lots of different religions and I spent a lot of time actually with Southern Baptist preachers because I was living in Tennessee for a while. And uh, they would, uh, I actually was a, I was a web designer at the time. And I, I, so I marketed to the Southern Baptist convention and I got a bunch of jobs uh, through them. And so I'd hang out with these preachers and we'd have super long conversations about it because they were all trying to convert me <laughs> as, as I was building their website. It was kind of fun, but it just, it just seemed like the same thing to me. It was the same, you know, same stories that I've heard before, the same, you know, it, it just, my experience with my, my own self believing in Mormonism and realizing that, that was fake. Um, and then all the people that I saw, it was so easy for me to realize that their, their gods were fake in Brazil, um, just as an outsider looking in. And it just, it felt the same way when I was listening to the, the Baptists. Um, I looked into Buddhism for a while. It just seems like these are cultural constructions that have a tremendous value for people. I mean, they, they really do a lot for a community, uh, believing, in, believing in the same God, believing in the same spiritual um, concepts can be super uh, bonding for a group. I mean, the, the community that I left when I left, when I left Mormonism, it was a huge, really, you know, interconnected community that I, I do miss in a lot of ways. It's just that I couldn't stomach the... The claims that were made uh, with so much certainty when about things that you just can't be certain about, you know, I, I see my, my worldview is that I'm, I'm this being, I was born, my first memory was when I was three years old, and I realized that the sun comes up, goes down every day. I realized that for the first time, that was, that's the first memory that I had, that was when I came online, and uh, I've been slowly learning things since then through observation and talking things through with people, but just to claim that I know something, like I know what's gonna happen to me after I die. Like these things just seem like, or to claim what happened, you know, it, it just, these things don't seem like, I mean, we can deduce what we think might've happened by studying, you know, history and, and so on, or studying, you know, geological formations, we can, we can try and piece together how this particular rock formation came to be. But we can't, you know, you just, the amount of certainty that uh, I would hear people talk about with their religion, I just, 
I just couldn't uh, agree to that. So I, I just, my, my tentative conclusion is that, yeah, gods and demons are cultural inventions. And I'm, I spent years and years searching and that's the conclusion that I came to. And that's the conclusion that I'll stick with until, I don't know, something I happen upon evidence to the contrary. So that, that would so be my, my general statement. Thanks so much, John. And I want to remind you folks, before we go into these 12 minute argument sections, both of our guests are linked in the description at the very top. And with that, we'll jump into the 12 minute argument sections. And so thanks so much, Mike, the floor is all yours. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. So, um, so I, I think, I think I, I agree a lot with John on, on the, the frustration of the certainty that people have in, in all these different things, because, um, what growing up in the LDS church, that was a, that was a big thing. You know, you always talk about what, you know, you always talk about how you're certain about everything. And there was, um, there was a talk written by, uh, uh, Boyd K. Packer, who was one of the, the apostles of the church, one of the, the leaders of the church. And he said that if, if you don't have a testimony, which is what, um, to talk about being as uh, have have this knowledge that these things are true. If you don't have a testimony, then then say you do, and you'll find your testimony as you're as you're saying it. So he's he's encouraging you to just be be dishonest about it, say that you know it's true, and then if you do, then you'll feel that you really do, and then and then you'll know. So uh, that that view that view is frustrating. It's frustrating to me as it is to John. And the um, the LDS Church is actually making big changes and just in the culture in general and, and people are, you know, in their fast and testimony meetings, it's, it's a lot more common and a lot more acceptable and a lot more than norm to hear people say, uh, they don't know, but they have hope in these things. And uh, what I found in Christianity is that, that, that it's all about having faith and, and faith isn't specifically having a knowledge. So uh, faith is simply having a trust in a person thing or concept without re requiring first the certainty of empirical evidence. And so, um, um, Hebrews uh, eleven one says that faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Like that's that's the general principle. That's that's what it is. And then faith faith is trustworthy according to Christianity if it's centered in Christ or a promise that Christ gave. Um, uh, James two seventeen says that um, that faith itself, if it doesn't have works, is dead. So. Um, so Christianity, the, the important things in Christianity are, are faith and, and a faith that's living. And it, it needs to be based in God because God is what's trustworthy. But um, uh, faith doesn't mean denying reason or being illogical. It, it can be used that way because it's just the principle of, of trusting something before you have all the evidence. So it can be used to be illogical or, or un, unrational, but that's not the, the idea behind it. Um, there are four important points about biblical faith that I, th I thought I should go over. Um, one is that it's only a virtue if it's placed in a specific promise that God has made. It's not a virtue to have faith in whatever I feel like having and then putting the name of Jesus on it and saying, if I have faith in it enough, then I'll have it. That's not what the Bible encourages. Um, and some people think it does. Uh, um, a lot of TV evangelists will, will say that that's what you need to do. Um, a lot of uh, just like secular um, uh, motivational speakers will talk about that too, but 
but that's not how the Bible talks about it. Um, and then uh, Jesus always gives some sort of evidence or reason before expecting anyone to have faith in what he's saying. He doesn't just demand faith. Um, Christian scriptures contain many cautionary examples of people putting their faith in the wrong things, trusting in riches, trusting in you know dead rituals or or, or um, uh, government or or their own wisdom, things like that. And then uh, Christian scripture does not command us to have complete faith in other people. It, it never commands that. Instead, it asks us to have forgiveness for everyone, but to test their claims and 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 work at detecting fraud. Um, and there are, there are some real dangers in faith. Um, John talks about some of the, the great things ab about different religions. And when, when I went on my mission, I, I was in Finland, and everyone there is Lutheran, typically. And then um, uh, there are some other people that we met from other religious backgrounds. But, but when I went to China, I actually, I used to think China was all atheist. But when I, I've started going there for business, and I realized that there's, there's actually a lot of religious um, uh, diversity there lots of lots of uh, Buddhist temples and and they have they have shrines to, to various gods like in their houses that they're they're worshiping and um, uh, having faith is uh, it's dangerous when it's placed in people it's dangerous when um, when we place in things that uh, when we place when we place our faith in rumors that's that's very dangerous um, and when we place our faith in in false philosophies or ethics that becomes dangerous too because uh, our faith largely determines what our presuppositions are and it doesn't matter how good you are at logic or a reason if you start with the wrong presuppositions it you can end up with with catastrophes so um but the reason faith is important and the reason the faith is uh, a source of safety is that when when you don't have conviction in anything, um, you're setting yourself up to be led by whoever has the most charisma or whoever has the most power around you. So it's very, very beneficial to have faith in something that is solid, that it's true, that's harmless, that is um, good. And um, and that's why that's why Christianity values faith. That's why Jesus Christ spoke about faith so much and encouraged faith in God. And um, and um now we're kind of, we're talking about faith in relation to atheism and i believe that atheism is is a faith-based worldview and um i understand that a lot of times when when a statement like that is made um the claim is that you know an atheist is someone who is convinced there is no god to the point they have no interest in investigating any further or um or they just don't think there's enough evidence to believe in a God. And so, um, you know, they don't believe. And, and in most cases, when you don't believe in something, you aren't expressing faith in not believing. And so uh, uh, it can be a frustrating statement to hear an atheist say that. It's, it's, it's a common thing I've heard Christian uh, apologists say, and it's a common thing that I've heard um, uh, just talked about. And, and every time I've, I've seen them, quite a bit of frustration, especially from atheists that spend a lot of time talking about atheism. But um, but the reason I think it's accurate is because athe atheism, the word atheist is a, is a dichotomy word. It's an either or. So you're either an atheist or you're a theist. And um, something interesting about the question of atheism is that we live in a universe where there's stuff. 
Like uh, there's something instead of nothing. And uh, I don't know if you guys have ever had this experience, but I was at, I was actually in line at Arby's. Um, I, I don't remember exactly when this was, but I distinctly remember the experience because I was at line at Arby's in, in the drive-thru and I was asking myself, it started out as an innocent question, like why am I at Arby's? Um, and then led to, to me under, asking like, why is anything? And it was a really strange thought and it, it's hard to recreate um, that sort of experience. But when you've had it, um, it's a really, really weird experience to, to, to look at your hands, look around you, look at everything and, and wonder how is everything, how is anything at all? And, and if you're an atheist and you're saying there's no God, um, what you are saying, if you also recognize that there is something instead of nothing, what you are saying is that um, it's more reasonable to think that all these things can can appear out of nothing than it is to think that they can come from God. And so there's there's a number of, of questions that that you'd have to you'd have to you have to believe that life can come from non-life, that rational minds are a freak result of exploding stars. You have to believe that um, things disappeared out of nowhere by themselves, or maybe they've eternally existed in some sort of perpetual motion system that we don't comprehend. Um, other ideas you could have are that maybe we're in a matrix system, but of course it's still bringing you back to how was, um, how did that come into being? Um, and even if you're agnostic, you have to have faith and conviction about what things are valuable over what, over other things. So, so if you're agnostic and, and you find it highly valuable to, to not, to, to not commit to any worldview, even a little bit, um, unless you can empirically prove it, then, um, then you have faith that that's an important thing to do. And so um, I, believe, I believe that no matter what our worldview is, it relies heavily on faith. And I believe that if we aren't conscious of the fact that we're, we are relying heavily on faith, if we don't recognize it, then we are, um, um, we're not in control of it. We're not deciding what we put our faith in and we're, we're susceptible to, um, to being pulled around hopefully by hopefully not by anyone with bad intentions but that's always a possibility and um basically it leaves us it leaves us with with um in a weaker position and if we recognize that we we have to exercise faith in things because we can't understand the empirical universe um and there's so many unanswered questions and we have to take those those leaps of faith so Thank i yield my time if i have any left Thank you very much. Two minutes left, and we'll kick it on over to John. And so, thanks so much, John. The floor is all yours. Yeah. Okay. So, there's a, there's a lot that I could say about this, but let me just start with something instead of nothing. So, you think it, it takes faith to believe that um, that God didn't create the universe because there's something instead of nothing? Uh, I'm also not. I also don't know how something exists instead of nothing. That the only difference is that I don't pretend to know that God did that. And in fact, adding God to it is even more, it just complicates the issue. I know that things exist. Uh, and so that's already something that needs an explanation. Uh, then to add a God on top of that, that created all the things that just adds another explanation, another thing that needs explaining. So I don't, I don't feel like uh, adding a God to the mix 
makes things simpler at all, especially when you realize how many different gods there are and that they're all mutually exclusive. You know, you can't believe in the uh, the Brazilian, um, the, the gods of Ubanda and also believe in the the Catholic version of Jesus Christ that's, you know, sanctioned by the Pope, right? Yeah, the, the Umanda uh, religion actually believes in a version of Jesus Christ, but it's, it's Jesus is like a, a, a character that's, um, he's an avatar for a different God that is, that originated in Africa. So, I mean, there's all these, there's just, there's a bunch of different gods. Nobody has evidence for them. And so I, I think what's better to do when you see these questions, like, why is there something instead of nothing? is to just admit that you don't know. And then that's something you haven't figured out yet. And just, um, you know, if it's something you're really interested in, try and study it, I suppose. But I think we're so far away from ever figuring out why there's something instead of nothing that might might be a kind of a dead end to try and study that. But I, I mean, I, I really just see myself as, you know, I was, I was this kid who came online when I was three years old and realized that the sun goes down every night. And I've been slowly building from there, you know, just and then I'm going to die eventually, and maybe I'll disappear. Maybe I'll go to hell. <laughs> maybe I'll go. Um, you know, who? I'll I'll figure it out when it happens, right? Um, and I'll just continue adding to my world. If if I survive my death and I'm in like some spirit world, well, that's just another um, thing to add to my uh, worldview. Mike, can can you tell me what your definition of faith is again? I don't know if you're muted, but yeah, my definition of faith. Let me let me go back to it so I word it the same as I did the first time. Um, faith is simply having a trust in a person, thing, or concept without requiring first the certainty of empirical evidence. Yeah. So how would how would atheism how how would my how I've described atheism how would that fit that definition? If you're ruling out God, then you're leaning towards the other things, which you also don't have empirical evidence for. The other things? Which other things? Everything existing for for any other reason other than it was made by God. Well, the, the thing that I'm trusting in is that I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. That's the thing that I'm trusting in, I suppose. I mean, I, and I know that I don't know because I, I just don't know it. So that's the, that's the thing that I'm trusting is that I actually don't know. Uh, what started the universe that's that's just the thing that i'm i'm trusting i think maybe like the if i if i were to pull this away from god so it's not um so triggery for people mike last night i had a dream that underneath your garage is a giant golden nugget if you were just to rip open the garage floor get a jackhammer tomorrow morning and just open up the garage floor right underneath the cement is a giant golden nugget that is worth $200 million. Tomorrow morning, will you cancel all your projects, go to Home Depot and rent a jackhammer or whoever rents them and open up your garage floor? Will you do that tomorrow? Um, no, I definitely wouldn't. Is that because you have faith that there's not a gold nugget underneath your garage? Yes, I do. <laughs> you have faith? So, so you think that if you don't believe well, someone's lie, you have faith? No, no. So because that's explainable in so many um, 
so many normal ways that we do understand. Yeah. So we understand that humans dream all the time. We understand that human dreams almost never make sense. And so we, we do understand the reason why it's very, very, very unlikely that we would go under there um, and, and look for a gold nugget. But what we don't understand is- but you don't, don't know that there's not a golden nugget underneath your garage. It might be there, right? No, no, yeah, it might be there, <laughs> but the odds of it are um, are really, really low because, because we do know about dreams. We do know about, um, we do know about how gold, um, we do know that gold is not usually near the surface. We do know that someone who is uh, uh, pouring the concrete of my house um, right on top of a giant golden nugget would probably look to think, oh, hey, look, there's a golden nugget there. So we know all of these things that make complete and total sense, and we experience them every day. Exactly. And because of that, because of that, um, we can know that it doesn't make much sense to look for gold. Exactly. That is that is perfect. So I know that humans invent religions. I know this because I saw a bunch of people. I We you can go back in history and you can watch Joseph. You can read the history of Joseph Smith inventing a, a religion. You can see that he's using it to, for what, uh, to get women and money. Um, you can see that this is what religions are doing now is that they're um, well, one thing that religions do is they provided you know, all, all sorts of social cohesion, but they also make preachers rich. There's, there's lots of things that religions do. Like I know what the project is. Like I understand it. I was a part of one. I realized that it was fake. Um, I, I've seen a bunch of other ones that I, are definitely fake. You know, the people, a lot of times in Brazil, they'll do these seances and get possessed by a demon. And they'll say, oh my gosh, I was possessed by uh, the God of war or whatever. And, um, and they'll, they'll, they'll start talking to each other and give advice from the God of war or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're not doing, you can tell it's pretend. It's like, they're just, they're freaking out and they roll their eyes back in their heads and they, they're flipping out and having a good time. But you can tell it's not beyond normal human behavior. Like you can, you can speak gibberish. Um, you can speak in tongues. You can flop on the floor. These are things that normal humans can do if they if they get excited. Uh, so I know for the same reason that you, it's not faith with this golden nugget. You know, when you have faith, you're inspired. Uh, if you look at how faith is used in the Bible, it's faith is, in, is inspiring people to make sacrifices. I'm going to um, dedicate my time to Jesus or, you know, and so on and so forth. You're not making a sacrifice. You're just not going to bother digging up your garage to find the golden nugget because you've seen, you know enough about how the world works to know that this is probably BS. Right. And, and that's it. I, I know enough to know that it's probably BS. What we don't know, um, all, all of these things are, are the, whole, the, the idea of God. We, we don't know. We do know that things exist. We experience them all the time. We know that things come from other things. Um, everything that we experience came from something else. We know that um, that we know where galaxies, well, we, we think we, we have a pretty good idea of where galaxies come from, how, how they form and, and clumps. And, and we, have, we have a good idea of all these things, but what we don't know is how anything came to be. And um, you're, uh, the, the point you brought up is something that a lot of people do bring up, that um, 
adding God to the picture just adds one more extra thing. Why would that help even even look at the question? And um, it's well, actually you also have to specify which God because there are literally hundreds of gods that right. different cultures have invented, and we know that they're cultural inventions. I mean, I do you believe? Do you have faith that uh, Yamanja does not exist? She's the uh, water goddess that can bring you fish if you are a fisherman. Nope. No, I don't. I don't because um, because I have faith in in a God that has a lot more evidence than, than Yamanja does. So, so, so you don't have faith that she does not exist. You just don't believe that she exists. No, I have, I have an understanding of what's much more likely to exist. Okay, so, but it's not faith. You don't have faith that Yumanja does not exist. No, because I, I have I have confidence in what's much more likely to exist. So, yeah. so I, I don't have faith that God does not exist either. I just, I've seen what gods are, their cultural inventions. All of them that I've been introduced to are just, it's, it's clear to me that they're cultural inventions. And so I've stopped being interested in trying to adopt one of these to be my like thing, you know, I don't, I don't pray to Yamanja. I mean, I don't fish very often, <laughs> admittedly, <laughs> I don't fish very often. Uh, you know, uh, it's, it's just, you know, I guess I could, I could worship um, Oshosi because he's the God of craftiness. He's a, he's a forest God and he helps you invent new ways to capture animals. And, you know, I need, I need to, find crafty ways to teach science so that students are interested in it. So maybe I guess I could, maybe it would be wise for me to start worshiping Oshosi, but I don't, I don't find that, um, I don't find it compelling. It doesn't seem like that God is real. And so I'd rather just do other things like study and um, pay attention to how it is that students learn and try and get feedback from students and go that route. I don't, I don't feel like we need um, to invent a story to explain stuff that we just don't, we, we just put a question mark there. I don't know why there's something instead of nothing. And I just don't know. That's, um, I don't need to put anything there. There's, I don't, I don't feel that need. Now, an atheist is someone that leans towards dismissing any idea of a God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would, would, would you agree with that? Yeah, well, so my conclusion is that gods are cultural inventions. So all, all the gods that I've uh, come up with, just like your conclusion is that there's not a, a golden nugget underneath your house. However, if you were digging around in your backyard and you found a golden nugget, you wouldn't keep believing there's not a golden nugget underneath your house. Right, right, right? Exactly. And likewise, if I stumble upon a god in my day-to-day -day life, then oh, I'll, I'll look, there's God. I was wrong. I'm fine with that. I, my conclusions are tentative. This is a part of being a being that is, that is, I woke up, you know, when I was three years old, my yeah. first memory, and I'm slowly trying to gain information about the cosmos, mostly about, you know, the, the world right in front of me. But uh, I'm just slowly trying to gain understanding of this. I'm slowly building a picture of how things work. Uh, I don't, I don't see, I don't find arguments for gods convincing or arguments for demons convincing. And I don't see them as even being helpful, except for the fact that it's helpful to build a community around a religion. Um, but, you know, I've, I found other ways to do that even. So mm -hmm. I, uh, I don't, I just don't, it's, it's not appealing or convincing. 
and I just see them as cultural inventions. Sure. So, so that, I mean, that makes sense. You, you have other things you want to do with your time, then keep chasing after something you chased after for 20 something years as, as a, as a Mormon and as a missionary. And I dug up the whole garage and there's nothing underneath it. You know, sure, people, sure. Are tell, people are telling me, well, maybe you just need to dig further. Well, okay. You know, at this point, <laughs> there's, there's no, there's no point. Yeah. Well, so I have to say you did miss out a lot by jumping from Mormonism to atheism because um, the, the problem that you brought up, like God is one more thing that we have to then understand. Um, it, it's actually the opposite of the, of the problem. So I, my view, I, I understand um the idea of people not being convinced that there's a God, but the idea of being more convinced that there's not a God than there is of um, being a God is what requires faith. Because I'm convinced that people's gods are fake. People's gods are cultural inventions. Like, yeah, that, that doesn't take faith. I, I, I completely can see that point. That would not take faith to, to say, hey, this, does, this doesn't add up to me. Um, maybe Christianity doesn't add up to me. Um, Buddhism doesn't add up to me. Well, Buddhism not always. Buddhism sometimes atheist too. But, uh, yeah. but to say these things don't add up to me, um, I, I think that's completely fair. That doesn't require faith to say that. Um, what requires faith to say is that I don't think there's a god. I think that there's another better answer without actually having empirical evidence of any other better answer. So, ontology is the it's the philosophical study of the nature of being, becoming, existence, and reality. And um, one of the most famous ontological arguments, um, and I can't remember who kind of says this, but uh, if the universe is a system of contingencies, and con contingencies are things that are subject to chance. So if the, if the universe is a system of things that are subject to chance, the entire system itself is a contingent phenomenon. And what is it contingent on? The end in the end, it must be contingent on absolute being because anything less than absolute being would be contingent on something as well. And and I don't um, I don't claim to really understand all all the different arguments that go back and forth. But um, but classical theology uh, for for a long time, um, you know, uh, before Darwin, in in fact, the, the theory of evolution, which I believe in, by the way. Um, I believe in it, and, and I can tell you why I do later, but um, the theory of evolution, I think what it did is it it bolstered people's confidence that, hey, we can find solutions to things that we thought were impossible to find. And and that's faith, that, that they're having faith in the concept that we can we can keep finding solutions to things that we thought were impossible problems. But, um, you know, before the theory of evolution was, was bolstering people's faith, which, which I think it was doing. Before it was doing that, um, that the main skeptic view for someone in your situation is like all the gods are social constructs. It was deism. So the idea that God, God created this thing, it's as important to him as, you know, your first grade um, art project that's in mom's attic. You know, he created it and hasn't thought about it since. Maybe he even wasn't thinking about it much when he created it, but, but, but it's there and um, you know that's that's deism. We we are on our own, and there's there is a God, and but but He's not there. And the reason that um, that idea 
has so much weight is because when you start to look at the problems of of being of existence like they're really they're really strange problems there's no way to come to a to a sure solid answer from logic and reason um just because we don't have enough enough detail but um but uh but yeah well okay let, let, me, let me clarify so I don't, I don't have faith that I'll somehow know someday know all, all the answers to all things. Like, mm-hmm. it's what I do know is that when people die, they stop being alive. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I don't know if they actually go to some other realm where they can continue learning and growing. But you know, maybe they, maybe they do, maybe they don't. If they don't, then I definitely, I definitely don't have confidence at all or faith that I'll learn all things or I'll, I'll someday learn why there's something instead of nothing. I mean, I'm going to die way before uh, that would be possible, right? Because it seems, it, I, I just, I just, what I know is that I don't know the answer as to why there's something instead of nothing. I don't have to make up a God to put there. Like, there's just a question mark and that's okay. I'm mm-hmm. fine dying, not knowing why there's something instead of nothing. The I mean, it'd be, it'd be nice to know, but there's other more immediate questions that I'm more curious in exploring that actually that do have sense. better chances of, of me actually be on, being able to figure out. And I, I love, by, by the way, the reason I, lo- I teach science is because I absolutely love figuring out how things work. And just the, uh, the feeling you get when the, the aha moment, when you f- it finally clicks, you finally understand it. And so, you know, the reason that I teach biology and the reason that I teach chemistry is because I've had so many wonderful aha moments studying these things. And I want to share that with students and get them excited as well. So that, that really is, I mean, it's my job is my passion and my hobby because I just love figuring out how things work, but to figure out this, why is there something instead of nothing? That just seems like a question that's way too far away for me to even start chewing on. So I just don't, it's, you know, Someday, maybe, someday, maybe, but sure. right now it's, I'm, you know, interested in looking at how snail eyeballs work <laughs> and <laughs> other things like, you know, how it is that amoebas crawl. Like those are things that are really cool to me uh, as of late. So, yeah. And, and that, that makes perfect sense. I, I was, um, I was, I was telling our other brother that um, one of my kids, like uh, what, I, what I'm not saying here is the atheists have to exert a lot of faith um, and, and, and trust in these things. But what I am saying is that if you're leaning atheist, you are, you are, whether you know it or not, whether you're aware of it or not, you're, you're making a claim that you believe um, in a set of principles over another set of principles, even though you don't have any, um, any empirical evidence to do so. No, no, no. I have, I have empirical evidence that people make up gods. Like there's right. too many, there's too many gods that exist and they're all mutually exclusive. They can't all be correct. And if I, I, yeah, I definitely understand that. So th- that is, that is observable evidence. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's not like I've observed that there is absolutely no God. I'm sure that, like I said before, if I, if, if you're, if you're digging around in your yard, you find a golden nugget, you're like, oh man, John's dream was right. There is a golden nugget in my yard. And the same thing, if I'm, if I'm looking at, you know, if I'm going around in life and I meet God, <laughs> I don't know what that would even look like. You know, maybe it's, maybe it's, uh, maybe it's, it turns out it's Yumanja. Yumanja is usually depicted as a mermaid goddess, but 
um, you know, if I meet Yamanja, like, what do you know? There's actually a mermaid and she's magic. She has magic powers and she can tell fish where to go and she can calm the storms. That's awesome. Um, I'm not going to just like discount that. And, oh no, I'm an atheist though. I have faith in atheism. But I'm, I'm just, I just don't know the answers until I see them. And right and, now, the it is a conclusion that gods are cultural inventions, but it's not a faith-based conclusion. Right. Well, so one uh, one of the things that I think I think brings frustration, and I think is bringing um, uh, it's bringing uh, pushback on this point from you too, is that so I I believe in Christianity. It's it's a it's a specific set of um, of of beliefs about God. Uh, Whereas you're an atheist, which is a very broad belief that there is no God, um, and uh, you feel like I'm 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 saying that that these are equal in in the amount of faith that they require. And as far as the the number of things that an atheist has to have faith in, like we can argue that maybe maybe there's a lot more. I mean, an atheist would have to believe that that um, that explosions can happen that, that create everything that we see. Um, well, well, Mike, Mike, you already said that you believe that Yamanja does not exist and that your belief that Yamanja does not exist is not faith-based. You, you already said that. It's, it's based on my faith that um, Christ exists, that the Trinitarian God exists. Okay. So my belief that Yamanja is fake is based on the idea that I've never seen her and um, people make up gods. That, that's that's what mine is sure, those aren't that's sure. not faith like like these are observations right so i well i guess the fact that i've not observed yumanja is not an observation it's a lack of observation but then there's so there's a lack of observation and then there is the observation that people make stuff up like right so so disbelieving a specific god like that um that doesn't require faith because because you have other explanations for it Writing off God in general requires faith because there's only the only other options that everything just randomly happened. You're acting like God is a thing, but there's not there's there's a thousand gods. So you can't write off God as like <laughs> it's just there's a bunch of stories that people are telling me and I don't believe them. That's not mm-hmm. there's that's not a faith based statement. That's I just don't believe these stories. OK, they're not credible. So. I'm I'm comparing theism to atheism. So theism is the idea that there is some sort of absolute being that all other things are dependent on. Mm-hmm. Um, atheism is the belief that that's not the case. Um, and there's there's a thousand kinds of of theists, uh, maybe millions. I don't know. Um, as far as atheists go, there's lots of different kinds of types of of ideas out there for atheism you know maybe um maybe the vacuum of space is so unstable itself maybe pure empty space is so unstable that that matter can just appear in it and it, it can over time um accumulate uh actually i have i can find it i think i have a stephen hawking's quote um his idea is that because there's a law such as gravity the universe can and will create itself from nothing Spontaneous creation is the reason there is something rather than nothing. It's why the universe exists, why we exist. And I'm I'm not saying this is silly or irrational or stupid. I'm just saying it's it's a faith it's a faith um, statement, and it's um, it's the best 
that I've read, it's, I mean, it's the best of the ex- explanations for these things. And so yeah, whether or I, not- well, Hold on, let me, let me say, I, I don't accept his statement there either. It doesn't make any sense to me. It seems like, uh, it seems like those are like non-connectable <laughs> observations. I, like, I honestly just think that, like, I don't know why there's something instead of nothing. I just, I just don't know that. And I'm not going to pretend that I do. Or I'm not going to pretend that it's because God made it or it's because Stephen Hawking's vacuum of space made it. I, it's just, I just don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, and I'm okay with that. That, that, that makes sense. That's um, if, if you're, if you're stating, so the, uh, there's different levels of atheism too. There's, there's atheists that, that really care about this question that are really, um, they're adamant there's no God. There's atheists that, um, like like one of my sons who's um he, he talks about God quite a bit unless he's playing video games and it's time for prayer and then he's an atheist because he doesn't want to stop his video games to say uh you know prayer or dinner. And uh you know there there's all there's all levels of atheism, there's all levels of theism. There's there's the you know a Catholic monk that castrates himself because he doesn't want to have to worry about uh his sex drive anymore. There's 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 the guy whose parents are Christian, says he's Christian and you know, that's kind of all the thought he gives to it. So, so yeah, people are exercising faith in things all the time. Uh, or pe- people have a, a faith-based worldview uh, who aren't intentional about it. They don't think about it. They, they, they don't. Um, uh, yeah, but, but, but if you look at how faith is used in the Bible, it's always used to inspire someone to make a sacrifice. So the people who had faith in Jesus Christ would not betray him when he was, you know, when, when they were arrested, people who have faith in Christ, they stop fishing, you know, that the, the apostles would put down their fishing nets and follow him. They use their faith. It's, it's this active thing where you go and you said this before, faith without works is dead. Like there's not, there's nothing about atheism that has works involved in it for me. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I, I know that there are some atheists that go, go around, like they have YouTube channels and stuff. And so right. they, they talk about atheism all day. But if you if you look at these people and talk to them, they've all been hurt by their particular religion. If I told you that there's gold under your garage and you spent all your time digging up your whole garage and then then I ran away, you know, because <laughs> you're going to be mad at me. And then you find out that I'm telling your neighbor, hey, there's gold underneath your garage. Aren't you going to be angry and wanting to go and, you know. If I if I start a huge movement and everybody starts ruining their garages, you might be so angry after you ruined your garage that you're going to start your own YouTube channel and you're going to be an anti gold nuggetist, right? Sure. So, sure. Uh, that's that's not faith either. That's like I'm angry at this real person who's really doing something that's really hurting people, and this is this is what I see. Uh, the vast majority of like YouTube atheists, they're they're frustrated with this thing. Like Richard Dawkins, I think is a good example. He's tried to teach biology his whole life. Uh, that's how he started out his career. He wasn't, if you look at his early stuff, he wasn't being going around, going around writing stuff about talking about God all the time. Right. But if you teach biology, you, there's all these amazing things that you want to share with your students and mm-hmm. they all just give you garbage, like these garbage responses that they learned in Sunday school. And it's easy to be like, okay, Sunday school is the problem here. And you go and attack the beliefs of Sunday school, which is what, what Richard Dawkins has, has decided to do. But I don't see that as like a, his 
faith-driven quest, he's super frustrated because he can't teach the thing that he loves to talk about. And it's, he's, he's going and trying to, you know, cut down the tree at the source and like, let's, instead of trying to, you know, modify, instead of trying to prune this tree, this religion tree, he's just going to go try and cut it down at the, at the base. I'm, I do not share his view. I think, uh, you know, my, my, I don't have an issue with people believing in God with, with people's religions. I, I don't think that we should try and convince, you know, as a science teacher, I think it's be super inappropriate for me to try and convince people that they need to give up their religion and or their belief in a God or, or demons or whatever, so that they can understand science. Like, I just want to teach them the science. And so I, I work, I've, I've actually done work with BioLogos, which is a Christian organization that mm-hmm. um, helps Christians find ways to accept both the science of evolution and maintain their faith in Jesus Christ. And I'm totally happy with that. I, I support them. I've even done projects with them. They use my videos in their, um, in some of their, their classes that they teach. So like, I'm totally happy. I'm not at all like anti, I'm not an anti-theist. I'm not against religion. I just, I just don't find these uh, gods convincing. Some people have said that I would qualify as an agnostic because of that and not an atheist, Mm -hmm. but I do actively hold a belief that gods are cultural inventions. And so I think, you know, by most people's definitions, that does make me an atheist. But it's not, it's not like I have certainty or faith that God does not exist. It's just all of the gods that I've been introduced to seem to me to be quite obviously fake. They seem to be invented for particular reasons. They, they help this band of people stick together. Um, they help with this belief helps with raising children, helps with coping with death. There's all sorts of things that a belief in God helps people do. Um, whether it be Jesus or whether it be the, you know, the, the gods of these, these African cultures in Brazil, like these, these gods help people cope with the pains of existence. And I'm not, I'm not like, I don't want to go like poo on everybody's party. Like, I'm just saying that I don't, I don't find that convincing. It's not, uh, it was actually I was not happy to leave my religion. It was not something that I, I wanted to do. It was just like, I can't believe in this anymore. I just really can't. It just does not seem reasonable. And uh, none, of, none of the versions of God that have been introduced to me since then have seemed reasonable either. So I, you know, here I stand. Yeah. Well, okay. Let, let me bring it to, a, to another thing too that it's not particularly religion. Because I, I think... I think even if you don't have a strong, you know, if you're not like, I, I know there's no God, right? That, that's, um, you know, there are only a few people that say that I know there is a God. Um, other people say that they, they have faith, they have hope, they have, they have a conviction that there is. Um, but to bring it to a different subject that's like less controversial for us, it might be more controversial in the comments, I don't know. But um, uh, I trust that there are not aliens from outer space that are monitoring our earth or visiting us. Now, I, I trust that. Um, I just like you with God, I'm completely willing to change my mind. If I, if I meet one and I have an interaction with one, but I, I trust that they're not here. I'm, I'm, I, I don't know what, uh, you have faith that there are no aliens. Yeah, I actually don't though. And, And here's why though, here's the difference. I have a conviction that there aren't, but here's why I don't. So, 
I've actually I've actually seen evidence twice of aliens. Well, uh, of what a lot of people would 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 think is is good evidence. So, um, you and I were actually in the car once when when we saw something really strange in the sky. It was a uh, there was a really tall cloud. It shot out a bolt of lightning, and out, out the top of the bolt of lightning, there was a glowing orb that bounced around the sky for I don't know maybe thirty seconds. And um, so that was evidence, right? There's evidence presented to me that that there are aliens watching us. I still don't believe it. Is it because I'm exercising faith? No, because we know um, we know about natural phenomenon like like ball lightning. We know about natural phenomenon. Uh, I, as an everyday person, encounter things that I don't quite understand about nature all the time, and so it's not in the least bit unusual or difficult to explain or or hard to understand why um, I could see something that that's spectacular and strange and could be um, considered a UFO. But the, the reason it's it's not likely to be that is because there's so many things in nature that could be. And uh, there are 7 billion people on this planet who are all quite inventive. And there's a very good chance that if it was an actual craft or something in the sky, uh, it's, it's much more likely that humans would have made it than that some creature that's staying hidden from everyone traveled however many light years away and, and um, was flying above that cloud I was looking at at the time. So it's, yeah, li likewise, we know how cultural inventions work. Like this is not, this is not a mystery that cultures invent gods. Like obviously cultures invent gods. You believe that cultures invent gods. So all I'm saying is that, you know, the God that I was raised with, all the gods that exist are probably cultural inventions. Like we, we just, um, we don't, there's not other, there's not other evidence. Like there has to be we know that this phenomenon exists. We know that cultures invent gods. And so in order for me to, to be convinced that there is a real God, I have to be convinced that it's not just a cultural invention. And uh, no one has even tried to do that. You know, actually, in the Bible, there's a, what is it, Elijah, who, who calls down the fire to burn his, um, he has all the priests of, of Baal try and call their God. And then he makes fun of them when they're trying to do it. It's like the first instance of sarcasm and in, written in history where he's like oh maybe your god's sleeping and then he calls on his god and his god comes in and lights the thing on fire immediately like no one's trying to do that these days it's like everybody's everybody's just worshiping ball like everybody's gods are asleep you know it's it's a uh, it just seems fake to me it just it seems obviously fake to me and it it also seems weird that other people can't aren't seeing the same thing that I am, but it just seems obviously fake. And it seems obvious that if there's a mystery, like why is there something instead of nothing, that you should just be like, whoa, there's a mystery instead of invent a God to explain that mystery. It doesn't, does not make sense to me. Why would we do that? Right. So what, what's different though about this scenario um, is that I understand I understand and know how to explain all of the phenomena about it. If if I were to see evidence every single day of aliens and still say, "Yeah, I don't believe in them," I I don't believe that they're even possible. I don't I don't believe they're 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 a, I don't believe they're a likely explanation. But I was seeing them every day and talking to them every day, and they were um, abducting my neighbors and and um, yeah. If I saw evidence of God every day too, I would I would believe in God. But 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 you you see evidence every day. A phenomena that's completely unexplainable, and you you've written off the idea that it could be God. I, don't know, I, I see things that I don't understand, 
but I also don't understand how that would be, how that would be God. Like, so are all the things that you don't understand, someone could say, well, it's aliens, you know, how did, how did the pyramids get built? It was aliens. Why is there something instead of nothing? It was aliens. Like, why, why don't you put aliens instead of God? Like, why did you choose God instead of aliens? That is what people say. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah. so, but, but Mike, why did you choose God of the Bible instead of aliens to explain that there's something instead of nothing? Like I've chosen you could have chosen the, aliens. Yeah. I, I've chosen the God of the Bible because of, of the evidence. So I, I was, I was talking earlier about, um, um, well, we're talking about witnesses like Joseph Smith claims to be a, was claiming to be a prophet of God. He's claiming to be a, a witness of Jesus Christ, but what we kept seeing is that he was using the authority of God to um, to do things that generally guys who are kind of sketchy like to do. So um, it it was obvious that it was obvious in that case that he he's not what he's claiming to be. But when when you read through, um, first of all, the evidence the evidence for Jesus Christ is. Um, we can argue about how convincing it is, obviously, and and I know you don't find it convincing. Um, I do, having looked closely at it for a long time. But the evidence, the general evidence, you'll you'll hear from from the the big thinkers on Christianity is uh, there's there's eyewitness testimonial evidence, there's um, uh, there's historic evidence, there's fulfilled um, prophecy evidence, there is um, uh, the empty tomb evidence, which is kind of you know eyewitness evidence again. There's um, there's the the effects that that faith in in Christ has on um, on people's lives in general, and uh, and and there's a few other lines of evidence that people use. And uh, I understand that people will say, well, those things aren't convincing at all. But when when I see when I understand, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I know I know. But when when I understand um, the, the details of of those arguments first, and then when I understand that every single day there's something instead of nothing, and when I understand the, at least but, a little bit, but, like but Mike, I do, Mike, the idea that there's something instead of nothing is completely irrelevant. That's just a mystery. You've taken a mystery and assigned it to, to Jesus. That's there's no connection there. There's zero connection. There's a mystery, and then there's this cultural thing called Jesus, and you've connected the two and said that the Jesus explains the mystery, but that's not that doesn't make any sense to do that. There's just no, a mystery. No, what I'm saying is that the the mystery itself makes the most sense when you think of a God, and Jesus Christ makes the most sense of all the gods out there. But when, I mean, when you look at when you look how at how does Jesus philosophy? make more sense than the flying spaghetti monster or like a giant invisible origami peacock like that that's that's why there's something instead of nothing because the giant origami peacock made it so like there's not the only difference is that there's a bunch of people that believe it that and and if you go to a different country there's a bunch of people that believe something totally different and that belief is inspiring their lives and helping motivate them to do good and helping uh, motivate them to get, helping inspire them to when they're suffering through a death. It's just sure. like, it's a story that helps people cope with the painful aspects of life. 
and to, to, to be good people and to be good members of their communities. Like this is what religions are doing. Mm-hmm. And I, I am a little bit worried, like, uh, like how much work is religion doing and how much, how much extra work are we putting on ourselves as we become more and more of a secular society? That, that is, that is like an open question, but sure. I don't, um, well, let me just conclude here and then, then, then well, maybe you can conclude well, let, real quick. Let, let me, um, let I want to open up to questions. Let, let me quickly just address that. And, and I would say that that's a different topic, I, I think, than what we've been having. So mm-hmm. the evidence for Jesus is a different topic than what we've been having. But I think there's been some recent debates on this channel about that. And I, I mean, there's, there's tons of good debates, but um, maybe we'll come back and talk about it. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. But, but yeah, say your, your final point there. Well, yeah, I, I just, just in conclusion, um, though I don't have issues with people who are religious, and uh, I certainly don't, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not at all trying to be like an atheist preacher or anything, yeah. but I just, I just don't believe that, um, I, I'm just not convinced that these, the gods that people believe in appear to me to be cultural inventions, and that is the tentative conclusion that I'm I've I've accepted and will hold until shown otherwise. So, okay, yeah. So, it, and it's not it's not it's not based on faith. It's based on my observations. Sure. Well, in in conclusion, um, uh, f- from my perspective, because faith is um, it's a confidence, and, and there are different levels of confidence you can have in something. But faith is it's a confidence of things not seen, so things that w- we can't fully test. We have confidence in them. If if your worldview is that there is no God, then you're relying on confidence in things that you can't see. And and for that reason, it's our worldview is that the gods that have been taught to me are obviously cultural inventions. Right. Okay. So if your worldview is that you think there's no God, and it sounds like that's not your worldview. It sounds like it sounds like you're you're being completely agnostic about it, which is totally fine. Like um and being so if you're being totally agnostic about about that that view, um, uh, I'm not agnostic. Like the gods that the gods have been have been taught to me are cultural inventions. Like that's, and sure. and I don't see any reason to th- to think that there is a god. I, I don't I don't see a reason to think. So an agnostic would be like, oh, um, sure, either way. It in my opinion, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there are different ways to define these things, but like. The fact that I I am I am convinced I really am convinced right now it is a tentative conclusion but I am convinced that gods are cultural inventions, and that's that's what everybody tells me. Well, that means you're you're an atheist, and actually your definition of an atheist it also says that that you're convinced uh, that there is not a god to the point that you stopped looking for a god. Yeah, that was your that was your definition of an atheist. Yeah, that that would be me. Like I'm convinced that there's not a god to the point that I'm no longer looking for one. If I, if I happen to stumble upon one, then sure. You know, if, you know, if I meet, I have to keep looking up her name because I keep forgetting Yamanja. If I meet Yamanja when I'm snorkeling, like I'm going to believe that Yamanja exists and I might ask her for a free fish or something. But um, until then, <laughs> I'm going to assume that Yamanja does not exist, nor do any other gods uh, until, until shown otherwise. The worldview that says I'm convinced or I feel like it's more plausible there's no God is stating that it's more plausible that everything that exists exists for 
um, just by itself. And, and that's, that's not irrational. That's not crazy. I mean, uh, but it is a statement of faith because we can't prove it empirically. We can't, we can't find any evidence for it empirically and it's, it's, it's simply not possible. And so it is a faith statement. Um, but, uh, maybe we should open up to, uh, oh, the, the last thing I was going to say is that, um, I, I think it's important to prove all things, to, to be open-minded and to hold fast to the things that are good, because um, we do rely on faith. And if, if we don't understand that we rely on faith, um, then we're, we're, we're mistaken and we end up putting our faith in, in just what, kind of whatever comes our way. And so um, I, I don't think that anyone's like in, in grave danger for not claiming to understand um, or, or not exercising their faith in any particular God over, over another. But I, I think that uh, they are, um, I think it's important to, to test things, to look at things critically and to hold fast to what's true. And I guess I'll con conclude with that. All right. You got it. Thank you very much, gentlemen. We will jump into fun. the Q&A. And so want to remind you folks, our guests are linked in the description so you can hear plenty more if you'd like to. And here's the first question. Really interesting one. JG, I appreciate this. They said, hypothetical for both. If it was possible to choose your belief so directly, you could just flip it on like a switch and you were forced to choose a single belief that both of you had to live with together forever would you stick with your belief or switch for your brother okay what <laughs> if i could choose which belief to believe in <laughs> that's right and you were forced to choose a single belief that both of you had to live with that you both of you had to hold forever for the rest of your life would you stick with your belief or switch for your twin well, okay, like like the guy who wishes to for more wishes from the genie, I would say that the belief that I would choose to believe in is to be able to follow the evidence where it leads. So, um and then accept what what that evidence is. So, um that's the belief that I would choose and it happens to be the belief that I'm I currently hold. So, to follow gotcha. the evidence where it leads. You got it. And Mike? Um I have to say I can't quite understand the question about flipping on a belief and switching with my brother. So I'm, um, can you say it one more time? For sure. So it is a, a challenging one. Frankly, I'm, <laughs> I'm a little confused myself, but if it was possible to choose your belief and you're forced to choose a single belief that both of you would therefore have for the rest of your lives, would you do it or uh, would you not do it I, even though you're supposed to be forced um to do it yeah well i i wouldn't uh, choose to force my brother to believe any particular way <laughs> so so yeah I, I i guess i would um i would uh choose a belief in agency where we get to choose for ourselves and and follow the evidence the best that we see too Gotcha. So. Thank you. And Barry, Barry, thanks for your friendly super chat who says, mm -hmm. atheists, if there is no God, then how did tonight's debate start on time? Checkmate. 
Oh, right. Yeah. I, I must, can see. <laughs> I can see. He must have gotten here late because we started late. But thanks for that. Uh, my, <laughs> my favorite YouTube comment I've ever seen along that lines is if there's no God, who tangles my iPhone cords whenever I put them in my backpack? So. <laughs> Ferran Salas, thank you for your question. Said for Mike, what can't be believed on faith then? Anything. So, these are like kind of mixes of questions and comments. They said, so what can't be believed on faith? Anything and everything proposed can be believed on faith. How do you discern truth from falsehoods? Right. So uh, discerning truth from falsehoods is a different story. So um, I don't know if I did that great of a job in explaining what, what faith is. Faith is just a concept, the concept that we trust in something even before we have all the evidence. And the reason faith is important to like recognize that we have it is because, um, because yeah, we can put our faith in anything. Like faith is just the ability to believe something, even though you don't have all the empirical evidence my other eyes want. So um, recognizing that we live by faith day in and day out and all the little things we do, but also all the big, the big things that, that make up our ideas of, of what's important and what's, what's not important, what's moral, what's immoral, what's, um, like, like our, our faith is the foundation of all of our, our presuppositions, but it's also what makes us decide I'm going to go to work today so I can earn a dollar because, you know, you don't see that dollar in your hand yet. When you go to work, you see it after you've worked. Um, so, uh, yeah, faith is, um, it's just the principle of acting before you have all of the, uh, the knowledge you'd like to have and it's central to christianity because um because it's 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 important um christianity is about our attitudes towards each other and our attitudes towards god and relationships require faith whether it's with god or with our fellow man and um that's why it's talked about so much by jesus because jesus everything he taught about was about our attitudes and our relationships but but to, sorry to answer the question yeah, you can have faith in anything. It's it's just a general principle. Gotcha. Yeah. So, so so even I guess you said earlier that a lot of atheists don't like the word faith. I'm I'm fine with the word faith. Like I I would say that I would say that when you say that if if you go to work you have faith you're going to get paid. For most jobs, it's not the case because for, in most cases, if your boss doesn't pay you, you sue him, right, <laughs> or her. So I mean, we have a whole legal system based on the fact that. You don't have to have faith. You can just uh, sue somebody if they don't pay you. So the, I mean, I think, but, but definitely. So I would say that when I was first starting my business and I was spending tons of hours uh, and my, all of my money starting it, and I had no clue if it was going to actually work, I would say that that, that was a, a moment where I had to have faith in myself and, um, Sure. You know, like the people around me had to have somewhat faith. I had to convince them that it was worth the fact that I'm not spending time with them. I'm doing this instead. So the people around me had a little bit, had to have a little bit of faith in me as well and my idea. Um, and it and ended up working out. So that's good. But, you know, there was, there was a little bit of evidence of woodwork, not, not a whole lot, but there, so I, I do still use this, this word faith, but it's, when I'm using the word faith, I'm I'm saying that I, it's it's an active belief that I'm holding that inspires me to make a sacrifice, and this is what I see when Jesus is talking about faith. He's he's saying, "Have faith in me. Stop being fishers of fish and be fishers of men. Come follow me." Mm -hmm. It's like a 
It's a belief that motivates you to do something hard without knowing if it's going to be worth it. And uh, that word, I think, is super valuable. We shouldn't just erase that because we're atheists or something. Like, I have faith. I had faith in myself. I maintain faith in humanity so that I can keep hoping that we're going to be doing better stuff than we are right now, even actually in spite of evidence many times, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Evidence to the contrary. And that's to help me stay positive so I don't go crazy. But the... um, I would say that these are ways that I have faith, even though I'm an atheist, but I don't have faith that God does not exist. I just don't believe in gods. It's just like, it's not something that inspires me to make sacrifices. I just, you know, I'm not going to dig up my garage to look for gold. It's not an act of faith. It's just an act of, I, you know, I don't think that that there's gold underneath my garage. It doesn't seem plausible. And same with gods. Sure. Well, I can give you the last but word, Mike, we and then we got to move on to the last one, only because <laughs> it was originally directed at you. Yeah, yeah. Well, not not to um, say the same thing over and over, over again, but um, well, I, I do think we, we've we've already said it. Like, so faith faith can be um, a powerful motivator, or faith can just be um, you know acting on something without quite knowing. So you can have great faith to start a business, or you can have the little bit of faith it, it it needs to get out of bed and like put your pants on and go to work. Like, I mean, it's, it's the same principle. It's just magnified. There's, you know, dead faith would mean you, you aren't, you aren't doing much about your faith. Maybe you think about it every once in a while once brought up Uh living faith would be um, you're making great sacrifices. You're, you're, um, uh, you know, acting and changing the world. So uh, Jesus Christ asks us to have living faith. You're right. But the, the principle of faith itself um, uh, there's all types of levels to it. So, all right, next question. Next up, thank you very much for your question from S.J. Thomason. She asks, I think it, or she had asked, uh, what do you think of Galatians 1.8? I can read it. I don't know if it's for both of you that she's asking, so I'll assume that. But Galatians 1.8 says, but even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to the one we preached to you, let him be accursed. Do either of you have any thoughts on that? Oh, yeah, I would just say that um, this is this is Paul. And uh, this is another inter- interesting thing. This is a verse that was brought to me a lot on my mission. John, did you hear this verse on your mission when you were a Mormon? No. Uh-uh. Okay. Well, I was in a Christian country, and so people bring this up all the time. Um, uh, the claim was Joseph Smith is teaching a different gospel, and so he should be accursed. And um, basically what, what Jesus Christ called his apostles to do was to teach what he had taught them. He wasn't telling them to be innovative. He wasn't telling them to... to um, to teach something different. Um, he was telling them to teach what he taught and, but he, he did tell them to, you know, adjust things accordingly. Um, uh, w- with, you know, th- they're going to have, Paul had problems that, that Jesus never actually talked about, um, about marriage and things like that. And so Paul would say things like, I don't have a word from Jesus on this, but this is what I think. And, um, so yeah, Paul, Paul was very adamant that, we don't teach anything other than what Jesus Christ already taught us. So I, I think that's what that verse means. But Gotcha. And then, John, if you have any thoughts, otherwise we'll jump in. Oh, I, 
I don't try to interpret scriptures <laughs> for people. <laughs> you got it. And Jesse Schodel, thanks for your question, asked, Mike, how did you determine the likelihood of God existing? Um, well, the likelihood of God existing is, I guess I would have I would have started. So I, I started believing God, like just not to put any um, pretense that, there that aren't there but you know i grew up believing in god i spent a little bit of time as an atheist and nothing really made sense um but the the classical theist arguments and they aren't they aren't given by um by christianity actually per se they're um you know the the greek philosophers were um they believed in zeus and all these other gods but they they had this idea that um, you know, there's all these these little gods, but there has to be something greater. There has to be an, an ultimate being, and um, uh, it's not spelled out super clearly in um, in Christian scripture. But but the idea of of an ultimate being really makes a, a ton of sense. And as far as it making more sense, um, just at, on itself as as any other idea, I I don't I don't really know. But the reason um, the reason I think theism does make more sense ultimately is because I find Jesus Christ convincing and um, there's more evidence for Jesus Christ than there is for things appearing out of nothing. So, so there's that. Gotcha. Next, appreciate your question. This one also coming in from SJ Thomason says, does John think Jesus is a cultural invention? Um, well, Jesus was probably a person, but he invented a religion um, or maybe the religion was invented later by the apostles uh, based on some of the things that Jesus had said. So, yeah, I mean, the, 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 the Christian God is a cultural invention. Jesus Christ himself was probably, a, well, Jesus of Nazareth was probably a person, right? But I, I'm not a historian, so I don't know the details of that. You know, it's like, a, like, I'm pretty sure Muhammad was a person, but I I don't know if uh, Allah is, you know, Allah seems like a cultural invention, right? Gotcha. And thanks for your other question, SJ. This one again for you, John. She asks, has John read Psalm 82 on other spiritual beings? I've read the whole Bible several times, so probably, but I don't, I don't remember that particular one. Gotcha. And Brian F., thanks for your question, said, Mike, what would you suggest John or any Gentile to do to find God? After reading the Bible three months, I had a revelation. All my problems were not obeying. Um, sorry, say that last part. All your problems were what? Uh, not obeying. I'm confused by that, too. I had a revelation. All my problems were not obeying. Maybe uh, well, his problems were based on not obeying or something, or were because oh, it was not obeying. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I I would definitely. So <laughs> when I was going through my faith transition, um, uh, I I was being kind of private about it, but but uh, I was talking to a, a friend of mine. I was trying to do missionary work with him. I was I was the ward mission leader. And so I was in charge of missionary work in my area. And so I was kind of trying to do missionary work with them. But I was also having a lot of doubts myself about things. And um, and I, I asked him, 
what he suggests someone someone do and he just said read through some of the gospels and and that's what i ended up doing um much later but that that's ultimately what what converted me was was reading the gospels seeing the strength of what jesus taught because it's it's one thing to say that jesus is a cultural invention and it's another thing to understand what he taught what it meant to his disciples to teach that jesus christ's disciples um they had that what they taught was not self-serving not not at all they're, they're teaching they're teaching that to be a leader in the kingdom of god means you make yourself the servant to everyone else and and then they exemplified that they exemplified exemplified that by by serving the rest of their lives through um through uh you know um persecution and, and death for what they saw it's, it's one thing it's one thing for someone to die for their beliefs. People die for their beliefs all the time. It's a very different thing for people to die for something they claim they actually they they witnessed and and um, uh, and and to live for it and to gain nothing for it. What they're living for, because uh, you know they're making. I, them- September 11th is a great example of people willing to die for their faith. I mean, right. we have like people, people do that. People yeah, die people. for their for their gods, even though you don't believe that those gods are real. That, that's not evidence that a god is real just because they they died for their faith. Like these these people believe that they were on a mission for God when they hijacked the planes and slammed them into buildings. That was a very real thing for these people. And right, they they trusted people that they saw. The apostles trusted that they actually saw the resurrected Christ. It, it's a very different thing. Um, and, and I, 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 I think it is. I mean, these people were willing to die, literally die and kill other people, which I'm sure they weren't like they weren't murderers aside from this mission. Right. Mm-hmm. But it because apparently because of their faith in their God and in, right. in and in the doctrines that they were taught. You and I were willing to go on missions for two years and, mm-hmm. and do exactly what the church said, no matter what the church said, um, because of our faith in in the leaders that were there. Right, that's very different than than you making up a story and then having the faith to die for that story you just made up that you know you made up. It, it, it's a very different experience. But but yeah, um, uh, I, I've lost track of the question. Oh yeah, I would I would say um, read the scriptures. Like I, I know it's I know it's a really boring dumb answer but i would say keep an open mind and read the scriptures that's what i would say um uh reads uh, read some philosophy um david bentley hart has just really interesting ideas on the philosophy of god that i think are really interesting and um and reading the scriptures is above all most important but next up Ferron salas thanks for your kind support said wanted to buy modern day debate a beverage of your choice cheers thanks for that Ferron. double-minded thanks for your super sticker Appreciate your support and lyingforjesus.org. I don't know if that's a real site, folks. And nowadays, you never know. Mike, <laughs> they say, though, Mike P. Atheism is a, quote, not guilty. Oh, okay, sorry, I didn't realize. Okay, so you're saying, Mike, positive atheism is a not guilty option, not an innocent position. To date, no deity has provided sufficient evidence to be guilty of existence 
no okay i'm so sorry i screwed this one up you guys okay so (laughs) the the p wasn't for positive i'm sorry i was okay so there's a might be atheism is not is a quote not guilty position not an innocent position you know like a verdict in court to date no deity has provided sufficient evidence to be guilty of existence okay okay I, i think i understand that so um, it, basically what he's saying is that atheism is the null hypothesis. You're going to, going to assume that atheism is correct until proven otherwise. And I, I think that's, that's accurate. Like every religious person assumes that all the other gods are fake until proven otherwise. Um, and that, that's how I would say it. You know, I, I, I am going to assume that all the gods are fake until it's, I'm proven otherwise. That takes um, faith in dozens of presuppositions, though, that you can't test. Like why? Why would you take that view over? Because over because I know from direct observation that people lie about gods and people believe in fake gods and people invent gods because I know that gods are mutually exclusive because the people who believe in them tell me that they are. They say that this is the one true god and the other people say this is the one true god. Obviously, there can't be two one true gods. That would be silly. That doesn't make sense. Therefore, one or both of these gods is fake. I'm going to assume both are fake until proven otherwise. But um, you also know every day that from every experience you have, you know that everything depends on something else in the universe that we can see. And that is absolutely unrelated to fake God claims that like that has nothing to do with any claim about God. There's a mystery. That's a mystery. I'm talking about God claims. I'm talking about the ultimate claim of theism over the ultimate claim of atheism. So atheism is the claim that, that, well, my atheism is the claim that these gods are not real. Um, So, so John, a lot of times you, you conflate, you compare atheism to Christianity or um, Hinduism or, or these other gods. Um, Atheism is the opposite of theism. It's not the opposite of Christianity. And yeah, so yeah, I, I, I do not actively believe in a, in a God, so I'm not a theist. I'm an atheist because right. I do not actively believe in a God. I actively believe in no gods. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I, I actively believe that the gods that people believe in are cultural inventions. Because, because everything exists, because we don't, if we didn't exist, then we could say they're both on even, even playing ground. I think, I think it makes sense that, well, we wouldn't be saying anything. Cause we, wouldn't I, we, we wouldn't be. That, that's, that, that's the problem. But we, we I'm saying that, that's, that's irrelevant. I'm saying that that's completely irrelevant. The fact that there's a mystery has nothing to do with Jesus. Jesus does not explain the mystery of existence. Right. And, and you're, you're doing it again. You're, you're comparing atheism to Jesus. Or, or theism, and, theism in general. Any, God does not explain the existence of stuff. God is just another thing to be explained. Like it's not, it helps nothing as far as, as far as the mystery goes. It helps nothing. It helps lots of things as far as like coping with death and stuff. Like I, I don't, I don't disagree that God is helpful to people, but the, it doesn't help with explaining this mystery. It's still just a mystery. So in, in Mormonism, and maybe this is where you're getting this from, God would be another thing to explain Abraham chapter three, which is the scripture that Joe Smith um, came up with. Says, no, 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 no. A God that can make everything requires an explanation like how did how does that god how is there a god why don't you just stop at every at everything if there's everything 
plus a God, that's more than just everything, right? Right. If, if you're thinking of God as, as an extra thing, but he's not, God, God is being. Okay. That, that's the concept. That's the theistic concept is that God is ultimate being. He's transcendent. And everything comes from God. So you're not adding to your... Why don't you just say that everything is, exists? Isn't that, isn't that the same thing? Why don't you just say everything exists for some reason? We don't know why. Shortly, so, we'll have to go to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's go to the next question. Gotcha. Snake was right. Thanks for your question. Said, Mike... Did people require faith to not believe Zeus through thunderbolts, even though they didn't have a more likely explanation for lightning? Um, I, I don't think they would have to because it's part of the, the natural phenomena that they see around them every day. Gotcha. They, they um, like... You know, Plato, who believed in Zeus, I, I don't know how thoroughly he actually believed in Zeus, but he, he's the one that came up with, he, he's the one that, that uh, is famous for realizing the problem that, at least as far as I know, I could I could be mistaken on that, but, but there has to be an ultimate, there has to be an ultimate being um, for Zeus to exist, right? So um, Zeus could be explained a lot of different ways, the lightning bolt could be explained a lot of different ways. But the fact that anything exists at all can't be explained any other way, according to uh, theist philosophers. Gotcha. And thank you for your question. This one coming in from Kron Starro says, Atheists and theists are two sides of the same coin. Both believe in <laughs> in nonsense. <laughs> it's like slap <laughs> to both of you. I said both derive <laughs> their knowledge from books and men both are blind to truth. Wow. So both of you may have words for this uh, Kron Starro fellow. I'll give you a chance to respond. I'll just say, well, what's what's the alternative that he's proposing? Yeah, we'll give you a chance to respond, John. Oh, I, I, someone can say meaningless words if they would like. I, I'm, I'm, I don't feel like responding to meaningless words. But Gotcha. And Duke... Davidson, thank you for your question. Yeah, I, like, uh, well, I don't want to gang up on <laughs> but Duke Davidson, thanks for your question. In ancient Greece, most believe lightning came from Zeus if someone of the day did not accept that. That's strikingly similar. Um, was that? It is a different question, though. They said, in ancient Greece, most believe lightning came from Zeus if someone of the day did not accept the conclusion would it also be a faith position? Wow, that's like the almost the exact same question from two different people. So I think you guys we got that covered. John, uh, another question comes in from Tasha Thomas. As she asks, mm -hmm. if you truly want to know the truth about God, then you need me. Try hired, hired reality. I don't know if that was a shameless plug or what, but very, very. <laughs> um, uh, thank you for your question. Said, how do you distinguish between faith and gullibility. So faith, um, their uh, faith is just the concept of trusting in something that you don't have all the evidence for. So if there's zero evidence for something, but you believe it, then that's being gullible. If there's some evidence for it, then um, then that's less gullible. If 
there's better evidence for it than than the alternative, then that's not being gullible. So it'd just be uh, the level of evidence you have to support your faith, I guess. Gotcha. And this one comes in from Experiments in Prebiotic Chemistry says, if you can't demonstrate a mechanism for how the supernatural does anything, then it is imaginary. Mechanism, please. For example, they say, what is the mechanism by which the soul leaves the body at the moment of death? Yeah, so saying something's imaginary if you can't demonstrate it is a faith statement. So it's a faith statement that I don't believe. I, I think something can be um, unexplainable, but still not imaginary. Gotcha. You have faith that things can be unexplainable, but still yeah, imaginary. Yeah, I do. I do. I <laughs> See, Christians don't have a problem with having faith at all. <laughs> I don't either. I just have, I, I, I do think it's weird. So I also think it's weird. Like, um, so first of all, the way that you're using faith is not at all. It's not even close to how Jesus would use the word faith. Like always faith was, was an ins, it was inspiring someone to make a sacrifice. That's what faith was. That's how I use the word faith today. I, I would say that I had faith in myself to start this company, but you're saying that anything that anyone, um, accepts, or anything that anyone thinks without absolute proof is, is faith is it seems to be what, what you're saying like you're well actually you're not because you said that the gold thing underneath your your house is not faith so any anyway I, maybe we should get to the next question but it, it faith is having an assurance this this is how the bible defines it and and no i i completely understand where you're coming from because people who um the word faith gets thrown around that way and especially if you're watching by uh, jesus like in the bible no no it, faith is is a conviction of things not seen that's all it is that's what faith is faith in jesus christ because jesus christ is all powerful you can have faith in um you know major things well so my my atheism is not a faith in things unseen I, I don't see these things and so I don't believe in them. That's literally what atheism is. I, I haven't seen God, so I don't believe in him. That's like the opposite of faith. There's an unseen thing and I don't believe in it. Therefore, you're believe, I don't you're have believing faith. by not believing in God, you're believing that mechanisms can just appear out of nothing. No, I'm believing that I don't know what the answer is. That's what I believe. I believe that I just literally don't know. Right. But if you're leaning towards God's not behind anything then the answer you're leaning towards no i'm leaning towards whatever whatever ends up being true whatever is demonstrated to me i, I will go ahead and believe but nothing's been demonstrated so i'm just putting a question mark there i'm just mm -hmm. putting a question mark there i don't know okay well well then then you'd be completely agnostic about whether or not there's a god people don't consider me agnostic because i actively believe that the gods that have been preached to me are cultural inventions. So I actively, so there, there is a guy like Steve Gray. No, 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 that's a different guy. Um, Steve McRae, I think, um, who, who thinks that I, I should be considered an agnostic and not an atheist. But um, the vast majority of, of Christians would call me an atheist. Yeah. And it, I'm just kind of going by what other people say, because I don't, I don't care what people call me, honestly. Um, if you don't have a conviction that there's no God, then I, I wouldn't say you're an atheist. Well, I do have a conviction that all the gods I've heard of are fake. So I'm con I do have a conviction of that. Like th right. They're obviously cultural inventions. But you don't have a conviction that theism, the idea of an ultimate being, is um, 
ridiculous. So, well, it is ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous to claim that without evidence. Yeah. To claim that a God exists with no evidence is ridiculous in my view. More ridiculous than claiming that everything appears out of nothing. If you're going to claim that every, so the, the, the claim that you, that Stephen Hawking made, I would say that that's equally, that's equally silly. It's just, uh, he didn't actually explain it. He just made something up. It's is what it seemed to me from from that quote, at least. Maybe there's more to it that I just don't know because I haven't I haven't uh, explored Stephen Hawking's um, mm. views. But from the quote that you read, yeah, his claim seems as ridiculous as the claim that God made everything. Yeah. It's just I don't I don't know. I'm I'm not going to pretend to know. I don't. I'm not in the business of pretending that I know stuff. That's not that's not interesting to me. Sure. So, as I would understand that, then you're agnostic. All right. <laughs> most people would. Most people who I've talked to say that I'm an atheist, according to my my belief that gods are cultural inventions. But um, if you want to call me something else, then that's fine. I, well, I I believe that gods are cultural inventions too, except for the ultimate being. I don't believe is a cult is a cultural invention, and I believe that Jesus Christ is. Um, okay. Is part of that ultimate being but this question in from mike q uh except there wasn't a question attached so mike in the chat throw it in there uh in case i missed your question and let's see we have another question this one coming in from clay corbin says who was born first <laughs> mike was gonna be born first but we were actually like our heads were locked like this. So they had to do an emergency C-section. So I came out like seven minutes earlier or something yep. between two and seven minutes earlier, technically. But yeah, he, he was headed out first, but it would have killed us both. I, I was going feet first. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it wasn't going to work out. Wow. That, well, we're, <laughs> we would have been dead if it weren't for modern, modern medicine. Yes. So. We were glad you were here. We're thankful for, for modern medicine. And we, uh, we do have, we, started acting funky but yeah yeah say that one more time uh we have a couple more questions if you guys have time one of these is uh yeah. it's juicy so but we're uh <laughs> we're willing to go there so brother john asks mike do you believe that your brother is going to hell i so short answer is no not in the way that um that you would think so how do you know what he thinks <laughs> Well, not in the way that, um, not in the way that a lot of traditional Christians think so, I, I would say. So I, I believe that, just really quickly, I guess, um, there, there, are three, um, there are three views on hell that Christians hold that are all um, supported by Scripture, but also all have problems in supporting them with, with New Testament Scripture. Um, one of them is the eternal conscious torments, where people are tormented forever. The other is annihilation, just like the same thing an atheist believes. Like um, those that are outside of Christ, they just you know they they go to sleep, um, or or maybe if they were if they were bad, they'll be tortured for a while before they go to sleep. That's that's another part of that view. And I'm not doing justice to these views at all. But and then the other view is um, ultimate reconciliation for for all, and um, and that view, Christ isn't conqueror unless um, he actually did save everyone, and uh, that won't happen 
by any other means, but through Christ, and it won't happen right away. There will be um, punishment and, and and learning after this. Um, but I would hold I would hold either the the latter latter two views because I think there's a lot more support from uh, from the things Jesus taught for the the latter two views than this idea that people are tormented forever um, consciously. So super interesting. And thank you for your question. This one comes in from Sahi Luke asks for John, since you are not present at the beginning of the universe, nor ever have seen lions give birth to hyenas. Why isn't your belief of how the world began to your current human nature, one of faith? Um, I can read that again if you need. Well, okay. I, I think I explained this. So I, I, I like to explain my worldview as, so you, you got all knowledge in of reality or the cosmos. Do you imagine that as a giant sheet of, you know, cloth or something? And my understanding of the world would be like ink dripping onto that and slowly spreading through it. I, I don't know very much. I, I, I came online when I was three years old. I've been learning since then. I've been able to connect a bunch of things since then. I've been able to connect some dots, observe some things, talk things over with people. I'm slowly building an understanding of the world, and eventually I'll die. Maybe that'll be the end of me, the end of the whole project of trying to understand. Maybe I'll survive it, and I'll find myself in hell or in heaven or some other spirit world. I don't know. But I'm slowly just building, expanding outward. Um, learning how things work by interacting with people, by seeing things, taking things in through my senses, which I also have been able to observe aren't actually accurate in every aspect. You know, you, you got a blind spot and all sorts of other little issues. But uh, yeah, I, I don't pretend to know things that I can't, uh, if that answers the question. You got it. Thank you very much. And that is it for our questions. So what we're going to do is want to let you know, folks, I'll be back with a post credit scene where we will basically I'll run across the future upcoming debates, which we've got a lot of exciting new topics coming up. And so I will be back in just a few moments. But want to say, folks, our guests are linked in the description Hey, now is a great time to check out those links at basically very top of the description. Super convenient. And so we want to say thank you very much, Mike and John. It's been a true pleasure to have you. Thanks for hanging out with us tonight. No, it was really fun. That was cool. Thanks. Did we clarify anything? I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm interested is... to see in the comments. Was there any any insight that you didn't have before that you do now? Was anything clarified or was it just made more confusing or... <laughs> or more frustrating than it was before. My hope is that you can talk with your atheist or Christian friends without as much frustration, understanding what the concept of faith is. But, but thanks for having us. Thank you. The pleasure has been all ours. And so thanks, everybody. We'll be back in just a moment. And so appreciate it, everybody. And again, those links are at the top of the description. Be right back. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.